When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello everybody, it is time for another one of our previews here on the Blue Room from our Blue Room Extra platform. Over the last couple of weeks, myself and Mick Greenall have been doing our transfer podcast where we look at all the names linked with and move into Everton and some names linked with a move out of Everton as well. And it feels like it's just started to step up again this week, albeit there are no new faces through the door as of yet. Uh, we spoke about Rodrigo, we spoke about Illiman NDI and the speculation linking Ellis Simmons with a move away as well. And we also spoke about El Bilal Torre, who's been the main name on Evertonian lips this week. Reports in Spain that Everton are ready to offer €40 million Euros for him, and the club's CEO confirmed interest from the Toffees as well. So we asked Mick for his thoughts on the player and where he's developed and where he could potentially fit in at Everton, in addition to all of those targets mentioned as well. If you'd like to listen to this in full, it's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. We're going to be ramping up our content again with the players back in pre-season training, back in action in pre-season matches, and then the Premier League not being too far away. So the link to join up is in the description and to listen to this show in full it's patreon.com slash the blue room extra hope you enjoy this segment and in the meantime we'll speak to you again very soon here on the blue room yeah i liked a lot of them when he played in um in france for for, for rem before he, he left last summer um i think he only left for, for eight million or something like that and he was a one i suppose i think everton liked them then as well from from what i heard but they i suppose he was just deemed too much of a risk, which is ironic, I suppose, considering how much he might cost now. Um, he reminds me a lot of, of I suppose, you know, the early years of, of Calvert Lewin. You know, you think of when he when we when he started to get a, a central role under Allardyce, and then that first season under Silva, where he wasn't perfect, and he definitely wasn't, you know, refined enough to, you, you know, someone who you'd want to rely on every single week. But he's still, you know. He was able to dominate. He's able to dominate the whole, you know, back line on his own, and you know he definitely knows where the goal is for sure. And he finds opportunities, you know, in you know a very poor side in, in the league last season. I think his his goal scoring rate was actually, I mean, he said there seven goals in, in fifteen starts. Um, it's, it's it's I like the player. The, the the price is the issue, isn't it? I think I think if Everton are you know it come you know the end of September or the end of August, sorry, and he's an Everton player, it's highly unlikely that. Everton have spent forty million on him. I, I think you you'd think that there was there was probably some sort of compromise in there from 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 both sides. Um, he he's not perfect for sure, and I don't think again. And I suppose this kind of comes back to the prices. I don't think he's someone you you, you could rely on every week. Um, and then it, you know, in when that's the case, can you then 
can you justify spending, I suppose, upwards of, of 25 million on a player you're not going to be able to rely on every week? Are we in a position to do that? I'd probably say no. But then at the same time, it's one of them where, you know, 12 months' time, could you be in a position to rely on him? And is he going to be a very good player? You'd probably say, you'd probably say yeah. And, and I think I was, the one thing I was looking at is, you know, a comparison, I suppose, to, to other strikers in his, in his age bracket. And there's not a lot who kind of have the same sort of style or same same sort of ability to, to dominate and, and and play defenders, you know, completely off his own. He, he you know, like I said before, you know, on the rear poor side and the, the, the games I've watched in the last couple of days, you can kind of see that, you know, I suppose that element of support or supply line is just not there. So anything that he has created is out of out of his own doing and I think that's quite impressive. Um and, and there isn't a lot, like I said, you know, out of you know, twenty two years old or I think he's 21, but anyone 22 or under, there isn't a lot there who, you know, you could say are comparative to perform the way he's done, especially in a side as, as, as poor. But I suppose it's 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 the it's it's the price, isn't it? And it comes down to it. And I suppose that's the case with 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 any of them, really. You know, we spoke about Nonto last week. Um, I definitely couldn't see a scenario where we signed both him and Nonto. Um, and, and but I suppose that's the, the position Everton are in at the, at the moment. They've got to juggle so many different variables and I suppose they won't really know who they're actually signing and, and what type of squad they're going to be building until they've got a couple through the door. Yeah, that's the the issue, isn't it? And I think you've articulated it really well there because when we've been going through this decline in, in the last few years, you know, we've you know we've been very critical of the recruitment and, and one of the things that we all say is that the club needs to focus on getting younger players through the door who can they can develop. Yeah, um, who yeah. aren't at the end of the career, who aren't going to be on big wages, who aren't after that final payday and are motivated to try and take that next step. And that that's great in, in theory, but but like you said there, when you, your wage budget is so low and when the room for error for us is so small now, isn't it? Because we are one of the, the worst teams in the league. We stayed up by the skin of our teeth the last two years in a row. You know, if you throw all your eggs in, in the basket of signing that lad for £34 million, and then you say, right, it's going to be you or, or Dominic Carver-Lewin for the majority of the season. And Don gets injured again. And then Torre comes in and looks a little bit overawed because of the price tag. And you've not got anybody else to go to. That's kind of where you could, yeah. you could, you could envision a situation, couldn't you, where you're looking back in the summer and go, you know, we had the right idea with this lab, but should we have gone for someone a bit more experienced? They may have cost us a bit more. We may have to give a bit more in wages. And that's, that's kind of the... The medium-term dilemma for Everton now, isn't it? It's similar, I suppose, to to the Onana signing last year, and where that kind of when, whenever we were linked throughout last summer, it was always one of them. In which, yeah, you know, we, we might like him, but if Leila asking for upwards of thirty million, then that was out of the conversation. And then all of a sudden, the, the the club take the risk on him, thinking that he might be thinking that you know, if all goes to plan, that they'll be able to to make money back on him at, at the very least. But it, but it is one of them where, it's, and it, I think it's a lot. I think there's a lot more risk to it with, with centre forwards because I think there's more, there's more room to fail because I suppose with with centre midfielders, it's I've compared to strikers. You know, with strikers, they are more unlikely judged on the goal scored, and so it, it's very, it's almost, it's not black and white. But I suppose there are a lot of people who judge it as black and white whether he's been a success or not, and therefore that ends up deep, end up having an effect on whether you're ever going to make that money back or not. And I think Everton are in a position where ultimately I'd say at least three quarters of our signings this summer have got to be players where in the, the medium term we're able to, to to make our money back at the very least. 
And I suppose I, I, I'd say, you know, I'd be pretty confident in saying that, you know, Torre would, would end up being a success and therefore Everton would make a, a decent profit in them eventually. But I suppose if you're spending upwards of 25 million on them, that profit margin is going to be smaller all of a sudden anyway. So it's not like you're taking a risk and he's 10 million quid, if that makes sense. You're already, the outlay is quite significant as well. So it's it's whether they do take that risk. And at the moment, if the the ownership, oh, I think it might have been the CEO, CEO comments were, were interested in that, you know, very much seemed like, you know, we're open to we're open to sell them and we want to get the release clause, but we kind of understand that we're probably not going to get the release clause. I think a couple of weeks ago, because I think he mentioned um, the other clubs were, were Italian, um, and I think I'd seen in the uh, a couple of weeks ago that another club interested in them was was Atalanta, and they've got a great track record of signing young strikers, which is kind of a good tick box, I suppose. But they're definitely not spending that type of money on them either. So. I think it'd be one of them where maybe Everton have sent a proposal and have gone, listen, you know, we're happy to, to to spend this amount of money, but we're not going any higher. And I suppose that that's quite the, the smart decision. Um, I think maybe 25 million tops, but, but, but higher than that, I think is just too much of us. Sports Social Podcast Network.